Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. To honor is a biblical requirement. According to Romans chapter 13, the verse 7. According to John chapter 11, the verse 1 to 4, there are rewards to those who honor. One of them being, you will receive supernatural power because honor has the ability to invoke supernatural power. For more of this powerful message, join Apostle Roman Tamaklu for the teachings on how to walk in honor. Now, the message. Last week, I believe that you were greatly blessed by the part two of the teaching on the rewards of honor. Were you blessed? There are few things we learned last week which blessed me. For example, we discovered that honor dwells in God's habitation. Psalms 26 verse 8. We discovered the psalmist said, Lord, I have loved the habitation of thine house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. I believe that that is a very good uh, revelation for us to know that more than anywhere else, honor must be found in God's habitation, which is his house. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I want to show you something else that is found in God's house. Amen. Amen. Yes. Psalms 96 verse 6. Psalms 96 verse 6. Honor and majesty are before him. Again, we see something that is before God. It is what? Honor and majesty. They are before him. Honor. 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 
honor 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 and majesty they are before God do you understand then he says strength and beauty are in his sanctuary now that's deep strength and beauty or beauty are in his sanctuary huh? so he says that honor and majesty are before God now when you show up before God this is what you will find honor and majesty Isaiah the prophet saw a tiny revelation in Isaiah chapter 6 of God's glory and his honor and the prophet could not handle the impact of that vision do you understand in the year that King Uzziah died he said I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple above it he's, he's seeing God's honor and his majesty the prophet those of you don't believe in the prophetic or you don't believe in dreams or you don't believe in visions do you understand yes some of you you can sit in church for 10 years and you have no faith yes like you are a natural doubter and you intend to be doubtful till you die did you understand yeah everything looks like fiction do you get it but here is Isaiah's revelation and the Bible records it he, he saw that above it stood the seraphims each one had six wings so the angels called the seraphims they had six wings do you understand they had six wings and then he says with twin that is two so it's broken into two 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 with two he covered his face and with twain he covered his feet and with twain he did fly I, I can just imagine the sight of the seraphim do you understand the face covered with the wings and then there must be something glorious about the face for it to be covered and then there must be something glorious about the feet for the feet to also be covered and then the, there was two sets of wings or one set of wing that was used for uh, mobility so the wings were flapping 
and the seraphim was flying. You couldn't see the face. It was covered. You couldn't see the feet. It was covered. Amen? Amen. Verse 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The whole earth is full of his glory. Be serious over there. Give me. How do you know that is the exact picture? Have you seen a seraphim before? This is why you are showing us a picture of a seraphim. Have you seen one before? <laughs> when Isaiah saw the revelation, there was no camera to capture it. <laughs> I don't dwell too much on, on pictures of um, celestial images or I don't do it. You'll be surprised when you see the real thing that it is nothing like that. Yes, you'll be very surprised. Yes, you'll be very, very surprised. Yeah. A lot of us, because they say angels fly, somebody has created something with the wing of a bed. Do you understand? That, that wing looks like that of a bed. Do you get it? But you will be surprised that angelic wings, I, I, I shudder for you to think that God will create a celestial being like an angel, mighty in power, and you think that their wings looks like the wing of a dove, only that it's bigger. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that he will give a bed-like wing to an angel. Do you understand? That's why in Exodus 20, he tells them to not make any image of anything in the heavens or on the earth. Because you will be surprised that what you picture it to be is not what it is. Yes. Those that have seen angels before, do you understand, will tell you that it's not anywhere near what you see as pictures. But by the way, some of you are very Sunday school, like, yes, you are, you are stuck at Sunday school level. Do you get it? Yeah, you're stuck at Sunday school level. So you, you will be surprised that the wings are not like the wings of a bird, like they look like. Do you understand? Good. So, I don't so much dwell on, on such images. Yes. Bef the reason is because I don't want to be an idol worshiper. Do you see? Like I have a picture of something in my mind. So, when you talk of angel, my mind goes, and then in reality, it is not. Like some of you, um, you you are Jehovah Witnesses, you know. So the picture of um, an old man seated on a throne with a white beard is stuck in your head as God. Do you get it? It's stuck. Some of you, when you close your eyes to pray to God, that's the image you see. 
Yes, an old man with a white beard and then with lights, you know, seated on the throne that looks like gold or something. Do you get it? And then once the, the hair is white and there's a crown and the beard is white. Ah, Nimungu too. It is the Lord. But the Bible says God is a spirit. Do you understand? God is a spirit. So it is blasphemous to give a corporeal nature to that which is incorporeal. <laughs> it's okay, your school fees has finished. <laughs> Mercy. God is a spirit. Do you get it? Yeah. So you can't impose a corporeal uh, nature on that which is spirit. You see why you must come to Katatizo? <laughs> Mercy. You know, so even that image you have when you are praying, all right, it, it, delete it from your Sunday school mind. Delete it. Yeah, some of you, that's why your prayers are never answered. Because that particular God cannot answer prayers. <laughs> that, that image looks like Sai Baba. It, it, it can never answer prayers. You get a point now? Yeah. And over time, we've made Christians idol worshippers. Yeah, because of that picture. And it's fixed in people's mind. Is if you want to be honest, when you close your eyes and you say, I want to pray to God, that's the image you see. Yes. Mercy. Or I should have just said this material body instead of corporeal. Uh, it's, it's good to learn new words every now and then. You know? When you're speaking to somebody and you just invoke one of the words, they'll think that you just came from Harvard. <laughs> but you learned it in church. <laughs> so, he's a spirit. Do you understand? And if he's spirit, then he cannot assume a material body as God. You get a point now. All right. Barabara. <laughs> All right, take me back to Isaiah 6. Good. Verse 4. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth 
and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thine sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Amen. So, this is just a glimpse, all right, into um, the prophet's revelation of God's glory. And he couldn't even stand it. Take me back to Psalms 96. He couldn't stand it. So Psalms 96 verse 6 says, Honor and majesty. So Isaiah, what Isaiah saw was God's majesty. Did you understand? He saw God's majesty. And he, the, the, the psalmist says they are before him. Then he says strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Strength and beauty. Last week we in Psalms 26 we realized that there was honor in his habitation. I'm just showing you that another thing you will find when you come to church is beauty and strength. That's why when you are saved and you keep coming to church you 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 look beautiful and you look handsome do you understand some of you this is not how you were looking before you came to church let's be serious yes yes you start look with strength come youthfulness so you, you keep looking younger. Yes. Until you, you see, the, the impact of what one bangy stick has done to your face. Do you understand? The impact of what one bangy stick has done to your face. When you started coming to the house of God, the anointing, the beauty, the strength, which is in his presence undid all the damage you were 25 but you were looking like you were 55 oh yeah yes until you started coming to church and then you see that strength you know some of you after after all the years of drinking vodka, you, you were not strong. Yes, if they do like this, you'll just fall down. Yeah, but these days you are very strong. Very, very strong. The, ve the strongest of all. Yes, you are very strong. And you find that strength in the church, in God's presence. Yeah, I can't explain how it works. Yeah, that's why for some strange reason, I don't know about pastors here, but pastors where I come from, they are ever young. Yes. And me too, I'll be forever young. Yes. Yes. Very young. Very, 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 very young. Yes. Those of you who want to look old, 
Continue. Yes. But some of us, we find beauty and strength in his sanctuary. Yes. I don't know. I, I can't explain other than the fact that the thing is in the church. Yes. Is in the church. Yeah. Once people come to church, they look different. Yes. And then when they walk out of church also, they look different. Yes. I, I, don't, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't explain. Yeah, I can't. When you see them, you just know that ah, this is not the person I used to know. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is in his sanctuary. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of you may have a better understanding of of what I'm talking about. Yeah, because you always meet orangus and you see them. Me, I don't see them. I don't, I don't meet them. I mean, where will I see you? Do you understand? Where will I see you? Yeah, and when they leave, I don't want to see them. Yes, and I think my God also makes it possible. I don't, I don't meet and see orangus. Yeah. Yeah, one time I saw an orangu in a shopping mall. And the orangu looked at me. And I also looked at her. Then I continued picking what I, I want to pick. Yeah, and I, I, I listen, I, I didn't even want to waste time anymore. The shopping lefted me. Yes, and I quickly went and paid and I left. Yes, in case God will visit that place because of somebody, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Yeah. We are not fighting, no. We are just being careful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and if I see an orangu, top five orangu, do you know top five? Top five, top five, top five. You see, that's the time you need the Holy Spirit to sit on you. Do you get it? Yeah, the Holy Spirit will sit on you. Anyway, we're talking about beauty and strength. Yes. Have you ever heard people say, oh, uh, when they left church or the man of God left or they left church, they became sickly, they became this way, you know, I can't explain it, all right? But as you keep coming to church, that these are some of the immaterial benefits you pick up. Do you, do you understand? For example, in um, Psalms 84, I believe, he said, they go from strength to strength. Each one that appeared before God in Zion. So one of the things that you can't argue about that you find in Zion, which is the church, is strength. Do you get it? You find strength. Yes. You find strength. So don't joke with God's presence. I feel sorry for Christians who don't show up before God. Yeah. And once a week is not good enough. In fact, twice a week is not good enough. I mean, a place that you go and you find beauty and strength. Why are you avoiding it? 
Why are you avoiding it? I'm not talking about looking nice because you have painted your face. Mm, not that one. Because some of you, you are trying. You are really trying. Yeah, but all the painting doesn't work. One day I saw two of my church members, ladies. You know, two. And I was so traumatized when I saw them with their makeup. They looked like a cadaver that they have done makeup on their face. Do you know cadaver? Yes. They, they look like a dead body that they have done. When you die, do you know they do you makeup? Yes, they do dead body. And these two church members were looking like dead bodies. Yes. Yes. Me and my big mouth. I opened my big mouth and I tried to tell them that, tell you, you're looking like that body. <laughs> and they were not happy at all. Yes. Yeah. But you see, let me tell you something. You need, you see, people who don't have siblings at home, you will need the entire city to correct you. See, like, there's nobody at home. You have won a pant, a pant, and your bomb bomb has shifted quarterly. <laughs> and then you are walking, but you, you are feeling yourself. Do you understand? Like, you are feeling yourself. Like, man, I, I got swag on. If you had a brother or a sister, they'll say, hey, what are you wearing? Hey, remove it. Your bomb bomb looks like pan pancake. Remove it. <laughs> and if they tell you and you don't listen, the city people, you just, when you're in town, that everybody will just look at you. You know, you just know that there's something wrong with me. <laughs> you get a point now. Yeah, that's why it's good to always have somebody around you who will tell you the truth. Yeah, Charlie, this color combination. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hey, you look like a disco light. W walking dunda light. <laughs> Hey, those of you who like saying that your defense is I like me the way come on use your friend's eye as your mirror yes use your friend's eye as a mirror yeah so the makeup was too much me I was just remembering all the dead bodies I've seen in my life when I saw the two sisters yes but they, they were feeling the makeup. And I couldn't understand how you could feel such a makeup. Yeah. I couldn't understand for the life of me. So I told them, you know, I told them that the makeup has made them look like dead bodies. You know, I don't know if they still put on dead body makeup, but I told them when I saw it. Yeah. If you love somebody, you will not withhold correction from them. Do you understand? Yeah, so I told them, you know, 
I mean, imagine I'm preaching, and when I look at your face, I see a dead body. Like you remind the preacher of a dead body. It, I, it wouldn't go well. You, you understand? Yeah. So, anyway, it didn't go well for me after that. Yeah, it didn't go well for me after that. <laughs> it didn't go well after me, for, for me after that. So, you find beauty and strength. Do you get it? Yeah, beauty and strength. Beauty and strength. Beauty and strength. Beauty and strength. Yeah? And you need that beauty. Yes, you need that beauty. Yes. And I'm not talking about makeup beauty. No. I'm talking about the beauty. You know, Moses was in God's presence. And when he came down, his face began to glow. Yes. And the children of Israel could not so much as look at his face. Yeah. They couldn't stand the glory. Like the guy got contaminated with that glory. And then in Matthew 17, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus was transformed before them, do you understand? Peter and the others saw his appearance altered. So glory alters your appearance. Do you understand? Yeah. So those of you who also stay in the church and we can't see beauty on you and we can't see glory on you. Careful. When you come to the church, do you understand? Something has to touch you. Yes. And one of them is beauty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't be 25 and you have wrinkles. Where is your beauty? You can't just be 30. You are just 30. Come on, 30. You already have wrinkles. Hmm. And somebody much older than you doesn't have wrinkles. You know, ladies don't like talking about wrinkles. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why ladies don't like talking about wrinkles. If you smile, even if you are hiding your wrinkles, if you smile, I can tell you have wrinkles. Yes. <laughs> we can tell you have wrinkles. Yes, there's one place you can't hide the wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know which part you can't hide the wrinkles? No matter what you do, you can't hide the wrinkles. It's around here. Yes. That, it will always betray you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. Look at Jesus' transformation. Figuration. Yeah, his face did shine as the sun. As the sun. That means they couldn't even look at his face. The same way you can't look at the sun. Yeah. If you find a religion that makes people look at the sun, 
you know with their natural naked eyes you, you're looking at the one of the most wicked human beings who has formed a sect or a cult of people yes because after a little while you'll be blinded you see your followers are blind yes you can't it's, it's not even wise to look at the sun directly but now as part of somebody's worship they are gazing at the sun yeah one of my aunties you know that's my father's sister she should be about 70 something to 80 years right now when she was much younger she was a nurse and she traveled to a certain part of Ghana and fell into one of this kind of, of uh, cults or sects. And one of their ways of worshiping is to look at the sun directly. Yes. After a long while, it affected her mind. Yes. It affected her mind. Careful. The day I tell you we are going to look at the sun. Run. Don't wait. Run. Don't wait. Run. Yeah. Murife. Run. Run for your life. Yeah. There's nothing in the sun for you. You get the point now. Yeah. So there are things that we just come across in the scripture and they bless us. Anyway, the rewards of Anna, we said number one, those who honor experience supernatural power. Are you ready for tonight? Number two, those who honor receive great miracles. Is that true? Number three, those who honor will have personal access. Amen? Yeah. If you honor, you will see that great people will give you access yes access to their personal space and when you also denied access it just goes to show you don't have honor and you don't walk in honor i didn't hear your amen, amen. that's why mary and martha had access to jesus do you get it okay did i give you number four number four those who honor will experience close and intimate fellowship it's gonna get hot those who honor will experience close and intimate fellowship Luke 10 verse 38 to 42 Luke 10 38 42 the Bible says now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house and she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word but Martha was cumbered about much seven and came to him and said Lord does thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, 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 thou art 
careful and troubled about many things. Verse 42, but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. Amen. You can see that the moment Jesus entered the house, fellowship had started. He didn't even need permission to teach the word. He was in the company of people who understood honor. If you have honor, you can have one church member who will listen to you intently. Look at the disposition of Mary. She was at the feet of Jesus and Jesus was teaching her the word of God. Personal fellowship. Do you understand? Now, some of us, even in God's presence, we do not have fellowship with him. How can you have fellowship in God's presence when you are on your phone? Hmm. Do you understand? I mean, how can you be on the phone in God's presence? Yeah, I know you're going to say, well, I, I, my Bible is on my phone. And, and, and yeah, but how many times don't you jump out of the Bible and go to Facebook and then back to the Bible and then go to Twitter and back to the Bible? Come on, let's be serious. Yeah. yeah. That's not fellowship. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Mary was at the feet. You see, many Christians are like Martha. Like some of you, as you are seated here, you're thinking of the galley that is cooling. <laughs> or, will he finish early for me to get home and cook? Like, that's what is going through your mind right now. And then how you drink tea after eating. Come on. You are not having fellowship. That's not intimacy. Yes. That's not intimacy. I don't know why you are not happy with this point. Yes. Listen. Love making between a husband and a wife. You didn't see that coming. Is the most intimate moment a man shares with a woman. Those of you who come to church and as God is trying to kiss you, you're on your phone. Receive a husband that will be on his phone as you're trying to kiss him. I'm teaching. Imagine you're making love to your wife. And she's replying a text message. Hmm. I'm saying that love making between a, ma a wife and a husband is the most intimate moment. Yes. The most intimate moment. And then imagine that as you are climaxing your wife is 
making a comment on Facebook. You understand? Yeah. And she's not even helping you to come well. She's not interested at all. Yes. I'm talking about intimacy. You, you should be able to be here and it should feel to you as though you are alone with God here. That's intimacy. That as many as we are, you can only feel you and God are the only two people here. That's intimacy. That's intimacy. It's, it's intimacy means there is no other party. That is like fighting or interfering in any way. That's why they lock the door and they keep the children out. Mommy and daddy want to talk. Now we know they are not talking. True or not true? Intimacy. Intimacy. Some of you strange things have come between you and your intimacy with God. Yes. These days you pray with your phone. Hello. There's no intimacy. Even in your private prayer time, there's no intimacy. Yes. There's no intimacy. Yes. <laughs> Careful. I'm, I'm showing you something. And Mary, you see, by the fact that they understood honor, Mary was having intimate relationship with Jesus. Yes. As you are here, you're thinking about a girl. As you are here, all kinds of thoughts are going through your mind. There's no intimacy between you and God. You see, what brings about intimacy is honor. Yes, that if you honor God, you're able to get to a place with God where it's as though he's the only one in your world. That's intimacy. Your closeness with God. Like, as you're seated here, can you say, I am close with God? <laughs> oh, yeah? Is it? You, it's, it's, it's very possible to come to church but you have not entered his presence so you are here but you haven't entered his presence so as we are here there is the real presence do you understand and only few people come to church and then also end up in his presence do you, do you understand what I'm saying to you? So as we are here now, there is the presence. Only few people are able to access his presence. But you came to church all right. 
You sat here for two hours. All right. But did you truly enter his presence? Because it is in his presence you find a few things I was trying to show you. Like the beauty, the strength. You understand? The joy. Uh-huh. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. So if you come to church and then every day you come to church, you are depressed. So even though you come to church, you have not come into his presence because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. You find that in his presence. You find it in his presence. Not just by sitting here. Do you access the real presence of God? When you come to church. Do you understand? Yeah. Because there are some of you, even if you come to church a million times, you, you will never have access to joy. Yes. I mean, God's presence doesn't excite you. Yes. It doesn't excite you. Yeah. It doesn't excite you. Careful. I said careful. So, you can see that. And you see, don't forget that Jesus is God. I mean, how many houses did Jesus ever enter in his life? Few. And one of them was the house of Mary and Martha. And I don't think that somebody who have had the privilege of hosting Jesus will go to hell. I don't think so. Do you understand? Like she cooked food for Jesus. Hey, Jesus ate your meal. I, I doubt that we will ever go to heaven and not find Mary and Martha in heaven. Because if we ask Jesus, where is he, your friends, Mary and Martha? He can't show us that. Oh, they've gone to the other side. I don't think he'll show us that. You got a point now? Yeah, I don't think he'll show us that. Yeah. That is why naturally, naturally, great people only give access to people that have honor. Yeah. Some of you, when you meet a great person, what you want is a picture. Yes. When you meet a great person, you want a picture. Yeah. In my small life, I have met great people. I have no picture to show for meeting them. Because when I meet somebody who is great, my emphasis is not, I mean, how do you expect, like you meet the president, instead of asking a sensible question that can change your life, you pull out your phone, and then you want the president to smile, and then, come on. Then you put, you post on, on your Facebook, Instagram, you know, and then somebody will think that you actually have a real connection. Yes. 
Meanwhile, the, you, there is no connection. But if you had engaged in a conversation for five minutes, you could even have greater access. But you went for picture. Many of you are just for the pictures. Do you understand? Yeah. It has, it has, have you ever sat down and then you ask yourself, if I meet the president today, what can I say to him? with you. Can I take a picture with you? Two minutes after taking the picture, he said, hey, today, people will die of jealousy. <laughs> people will die of jealousy today. Uh, people will die of jealousy today. Hey! Then you post a picture of you and the president. Then you say, God has graced my feet. Where others fear to thread, that is where we thread. Wow. Meanwhile, if you come to you again and say, Can you take us to the president? There is no access. You say he's very busy. You got the point now. He's very busy. You know, he's very busy. Yeah, but if you honor somebody, they understand, they give you access. And then you see that the relationship is intimate. And you don't need a picture to prove it. You don't need picture to prove it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. You don't need picture to prove it. I'm, I'm talking to those of you who are into pictures. Do you understand? You don't need picture to prove it. But then, you, you know you can go to a space and then you alone, you are able to go further than everybody. Do you get it? And then people are looking at you like, how manage? You don't have picture to prove it, but you can walk into a space others cannot walk into. Yeah? It's called access. And you get it only if you understand the language of honor. Are you here with me? You know, most great people will rarely eat in front of you. Yes. Rarely. There are some of you Nobody can relax and eat in front of you. Yes. I've had pastors. You see, all my examples I can only give about the ministry because that's all I've ever done. I've had pastors and there are times I can say they've not seen me eat. And even if they have, maybe one or two times, to see me eat. Yes. And then there are some people. They've seen me eat. You think I don't eat. I eat. Yes. And then you can be in church. For 10 years. And you've never seen me eat. Do you understand? They can bring a buffet here. It will smell like heaven. But I may not relax. And eat around some of you. After you see me pulling the chicken. 
I start teaching, you just see my face and the chicken. And I'm teaching deep things, but you are looking at the man who was pulling chicken. Kai, apostle, he's pulling a chicken. Do you understand? Yeah. As the food falls on my beard. You see the food here. The one I'm teaching, you remember the, the food in the beard. Hey. So, it takes access for even a great person to, to honor for a great person to even eat in your presence. Yes. Some of you are knowing from today that Charlie, you don't have access. Yeah, you can see you don't have access. Yes. Rarely do great people relax in the presence of everybody. Yeah, but there are people they are very comfortable with. Yeah. You see, is it you see the president standing there looking all regal and very wow. But then you see him in somebody's company. And he's in boxes and he's lying down and he's just he's just himself can somebody be himself around you because at the end of the day is the president of america not a human being i'm, I'm saying something at the end of the day is the president of kenya not a human being does he wear suit every day? Come on now. There are people when he's around them, he's even in a vest. And he doesn't feel ashamed being in a vest. Then when you, you are coming, he goes for the suit. Because he can't be relaxed around you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it takes honor for you to see a great person very relaxed and comfortable around you. Yes. <laughs> One day Jesus wanted to relax. Yeah. He wanted to relax. And guess what? He put his head in the bosom of John and he was comfortable. He didn't put his head in the bosom of Peter. <laughs> Peter could have chopped off his ears. <laughs> Do you understand? He didn't put his head in the bosom of Judas. He put his head in the bosom of John. That's how much comfortable and relaxed Jesus could be in the presence of John. Yes. That's why when they wanted um, to ask Jesus a question, they directed the question to John. And so ask him. Yeah, ask him. Look at it. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He was talking about his betrayer. And at that time when he was talking about John's head was on, on Jesus' head was on John's laps. Yes. 
Today, if a man of God makes a mistake and put his head in your laps, that is it. His ministry is finished. mutumushi nimshoga. How can he put his head on another man's laps? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's, 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 yeah, that's all. Yeah. And what betides the person if Satan enters the person? Yeah. That's huh. like people don't relax around everybody. Yes. This same John was the person when he was on the cross. He handed his mother over to John. He said, woman, behold thy son. And son, behold thy mother. He handed his biological mother over to John because of intimacy. And that John had honor for Jesus. He can put his head on his laps and then John will not broadcast sugar things about Jesus. Won't betise anybody who relaxes around you. Anybody who relaxes around you and eats a full chicken is in trouble. <laughs> I said anybody who relaxes around you and eats a full chicken is in trouble. Ahana. Anybody who relaxes around you and eats a head like size of Ugali is in trouble. The man of God doesn't fast though. You should see the size of Ugali he has eaten. He doesn't fast. He doesn't fast. Our, my, our pastor is not into fastings. Yes, I have witnessed firsthand for myself the amount of Ugali he is capable of eating. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! When other men of God are fasting for their congregation members, our pastor is eating mountain like ugali. Yes. Mountain size ugali. Yes, woe betides anybody who relaxes. Your mouth will go. My sisters, let's arise and pray for ourselves. Now that people are not into prayers and into fastings, what what is it? We should pray for. Yeah, you know, God gives men of God as watchmen, but our own is watching over Ugali. Woe betides anybody who relaxes around you and eats a big size of ugali. Woe betides the person. Careful. Are you here with me or you've gone home? Yeah. Number five. Those who honor will experience extra love. You know, one of the 
reasons pastors rarely talk about their marriages is because who will you talk to about your marriage yes that's why a lot of times pastors are very pretentious about the real situation quite ground in their marriage do you understand yeah when they come to church they'll kiss each other you know but the real problem they can't tell anybody yes. if the pastor makes a mistake and tell somebody before you know it the whole church will know it and the pastor will become a prayer point for all the members you know some of you you can't be trusted with anything that is called secret it's hot i said some of you your mouth cannot allow you to be spoken to in secrecy in private you can't be told private things yes you can't have private conversations yes because what is private to you is public <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah i mean there's an aspect of the bible many of us cannot practice the bible says confess your faults one to another who can you look around you look look around you let's do an experiment let's do an experiment Charlie, you you just came back from fornicating last night look around you who are you going to call confess your faults to <laughs> let me die with my fault i said look you just came back yesterday from fornicating look around this is the church this is not the club this is the church look around you and tell me who you can confess your faults to I said look around you and tell me who you can confess your faults to <laughs> Hannah you can see you can see yeah you can see <laughs> that's why people are carrying things inside they would rather die than tell somebody yes they are suffering inside they would rather die than tell anybody. <laughs> hey! Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Huh. Can somebody tell you they are intimate things and it remains intimate? You know, I have a problem with, and let me tell you this, anybody talking to you who says, you are the only person I'm telling this to is a lie. It's gonna get hot. Anybody telling you something and the person puts a caveat, they put a caveat, they say, You are the only person I'm telling this thing to is a lie. The reason they say that, do you know why? Is so that in the event that 
the other people they told didn't keep the secret, they will have one or two people to blame because they told you you were the only one that they spoke to. It's a trap. You understand? It's a trap because you are not the only one. They told this person, they told this person, and they told this person, and they told this person, and then they told each of them, you are the only one. So that when they get to hear what they told you, do you understand? They have one. In fact, at that moment, they are calling three people. They called you. They called you. Frank, I thought I spoke to you alone. Is that me? I didn't talk to you. It's not you. You're the only one I spoke to. Okay. Then the second number. They'll call at least four, five people. Yeah. All my, all my teachings are very prophetic. Yes. <laughs> it's what I've seen. They have seen it with their eyes before. Yes, they are trying to eliminate all the possible suspects. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, the moment somebody starts talking, you are the only one is a lie. I have never believed such nonsense. And I'll never believe it. Yes. There are some people when they are confronted with what they have said, then they start calculating. Who is it? I spoke to and I talked to and when I spoke to I was trying to but is it your mouth? Your mouth. Yes. So you can't be trusted with intimate things. Yes. Yes. I said, look around you. Who can you confess your faults to? <laughs> your best friend has a best friend. Who also has a best friend? Your BFF has a BFF. Who also has a BFF? Careful. It's a chain. It's a chain. It's a chain. Don't let them fool you when they say, you are the only one I'm telling this to. They are trying to fool you. He has a BFF. She has a BFF. Who has a BFF? Who has a BFF? It's a BFF chain. A chain of BFFs. So you can you can be told any intimate thing yes because the all the bfs will know it all the bffs will know it yes <laughs> you see you are seated here and you think nobody knows who you are fornicated with they know they are just looking at you like this continue fooling yourself they know oh The BFF couldn't keep the excitement to herself. She told her BFF and described everything in details. And the BFF couldn't. Hey, there are some news when they get it, they can't keep quiet. 
they try they try hard but eventually they, they just say Charlie what is it man will die once Let, I, I want to tell you something <laughs> tell you something some of you after this night you are going to check who has your information your BFF has a BFF yes yes they also have BFFs uh, you, you, you are the only one thinking that you are Charlie you don't know you, you are totting alone you are totting alone hey, you got a point now ah, careful You you walk in the church. You only you're doing. Amala mala 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 mala. Alamala mala 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 mala. Alamala mala 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 mala. Alamala mala. Those who pretend. Those who pretend. Hey, you get the point now. Careful. I want, to, I want to say something but I am fighting hard not to say it because my BFF has a BFF. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> hmm. You will see a man has gone and confided in another man. Do you understand? Then the man can't keep anything from his wife. And when it reaches the wife's table. <laughs> there are some of you who cannot be a pastor's wives. There are some of you who cannot be pastor's wives. Yes. <laughs> Somebody will come and tell your husband they have gonorrhea. Then you go and tell your wife, hey, sweetheart, we, we have a situation. We have to pray for our brother. You know? <laughs> we, we have to really pray for our brother. So our brother, yes. Which brother? Oh, brother James. <laughs> He, he really needs our prayers. At that time, you see women, their ears have gone like this. It's very erect. Their ears, they have to. So what is wrong with Brother James? It's rather a very sensitive issue. You know? Oh, you mean is that serious? Yeah. You know? Hey, I'll be praying for Brother James, but what, what exactly is, is it? You know? What should I pray for? You know? My husband, what should I pray for? Well, Brother James has gonorrhea. And as I speak to you now, he we wee piece by piece. His wee wee is piece, twerk, 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 like that. <laughs> 
and he has been suffering. Who will pray for? Who will pray for? Who will pray for Brother James? The moment you finish, she calls the, the BFF in the church. This is Tuesday night. She can't wait till Sunday to see her in the church. You, you know, when we are telling these young men to, to zip up, they, they, and they don't zip up, now things are happening to them. Hey! What is it? Well, you know you are my best friend in the church. That's why I'm telling you this. And I've not told any... My husband just finished telling me now. And I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm in the kitchen. He's waiting for his food. But I just couldn't swallow this news by myself. I have to tell you. This one I have to tell you. You, you know James. Yeah. James, James, James. Which one? Oh, the leader of the dancing stars. Yes, the leader of the dancing stars. <laughs> As I speak to you, he has not wee-weed for two weeks. Now they are adding things. Yeah, he, he has not wee-weed for two weeks. Why? Anyway, Gonorrhea is troubling his private parts. He can't wee-weed. He can't wee-weed. <laughs> Can you be a pastor's wife? Yes. Hmm. It's just a question. Yeah. Can you be a pastor's wife? Yes. <laughs> so the BFF will now say, Hey, I think I'm removing my daughter from the dancing stars. <laughs> Before my daughter gets infected, I'm removing my daughter from the dancing stars. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. Can you be given private and intimate access? Yes. Can you? Yeah. You know, not too long ago, is the first time I've, I've, I've been in this country for for 13 years is the first time two of my church members slept in my house for a week or so the first time yes even that I had to pray <laughs> do you understand even that I had to pray I had to pray that my bread that I eat, which is the same bread as everybody, will not be exaggerated. <laughs> the eggs that I eat, which is the same eggs as everybody, will not be exaggerated. Yes. You want to know who they were? See your life. You see, BFFs are here with you. Yes. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> the first time. Yes. <laughs> and I had to make sure I feed them well. <laughs> yes, I had to make sure I feed them well. So they don't say, hmm, wicked man. 
Even food you give us. When they came, when they came, I cooked. I cooked food for them. Yes, and I served them. I put glass for them. I gave them nice treatment. Me, I cooked for them. Yes, the first time I made sure they ate. They overate. One got up and started doing. Mm. I said, I mentioned, he said, What is wrong with you? He said, My body is in shock. <laughs> All my stories are true. Yes. If it's not true, I'll not tell you. <laughs> hey. I said, let me, let me at least, if I'm bad at all, let me give them enough food. You get the point now? Yes. So I, the first, the first night, the first night when we had dinner, you know, then the other one relax on the seat like this. <laughs> All my stories are true. When we close, come and ask me who I'll tell you. And I, I'm telling you because I know your B, you have a BFF who has a BFF, but I'll tell you. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. You can be given access. Yeah. It's not that somebody dislikes you. It's just that your mouth is like a typewriter. Yes. Nobody dislikes you. Nobody dislikes you. Yeah. But your mouth has ensured that you can never be trusted with private conversations and intimate things. You can't be trusted. Careful. If you want to receive extra love, you must be a person of honor. Oh yeah. You know some of you are loved. Do you understand? You're loved. But there's no extra love for you. Like you are loved, but you are loved like everybody is loved. Do you understand? Yes. You are loved just the same way everybody else is loved. And then there's somebody who gets extra love. Yes. Side cheeks are extra love. The wife at home is a tigress. The wife at home is a provocateur. Do you understand? The wife at home is full of insults. So they take the extra love to the side chick. Careful. If you don't show your husband honor, you see that somebody is receiving extra love. You are Mama Watoto and somebody is being bought iPhone 14 Pro Max. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Careful. Some of you are sad over this point. Yes. Because you can't have extra love if you lack honor. Yeah. 
John 11 verse 5. Look at it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. <laughs> he what? He loved. When you read John 3 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Do you understand? Apart from God loving the world, look at Mary and Martha. They are receiving extra love from Jesus. He loved them. Yes. So some of us have the general world love of John 3.16. Do you understand? And then now there is the extra love where specifically he mentions your name. He loves you. He loves you. He loves this person. It's extra love. And it comes through the gates of honor. Yes. Amen. Yeah. I mean, if you read through the Bible, apart from John 3, 16, and apart from the fact that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, I don't know who else, or if you take out John, do you understand? I, in the whole of the scriptures, I don't know who else Jesus loved with extra love. Yes. Do you get it? Yes. So, understand this that honor will bring you into extra love not the world the love of the world of John 3:16 but now he loves you yes and to be singled out do you get it to be singled out is 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 extraordinary that like you are singled out yes you're singled out like somebody walks here a great person walks here and he greets everybody generally but then he walks to you and he hugs you yes we are all here he just says hello 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 then when he comes to you he hugs you uh-huh to be singled out for extra love is extraordinary yes and it's not given to people who talk too much yes it's not, it's not given to everybody yes <laughs> careful if you want extra love you must walk in honor Number six, those who honor will receive more honor. Those who honor will receive what? More honor. Are you getting blessed? Mark 14 verse 9. Mark 14 verse 9. Amen. Verily, I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she had done shall be spoken of for 
a memorial of her. Amen. I want us to see this woman who anointed Jesus and her gesture was a gesture of honor and then in return Jesus honored her and today as I'm reading Mark 14 9 the honor has been fulfilled we are talking about what she did for Jesus in a place like Kenya any pastor quoting Mark 14 9 is fulfilling the honor that Jesus did in return for the woman's honor. Are, are you listening to me? So, wherever this gospel is preached, we will remember this woman. Some of you, if you die now and you go, nobody will remember you. Yeah, no, nobody, the only people who remember you are the people you borrowed money from. They cannot believe you died with their money. <laughs> yeah, they are the ones who remember you. Do you understand? But this woman, do you see? She honored Jesus and Jesus also honored her right back. Honor begets honor. If you sow honor, you will also reap honor. Yes. One of the rewards of walking in honor is that you yourself, you will also be honored. Some of us, we are never honored because we do not have anybody in our lives we honor. Careful. Yes. In your entire life, there is nobody you honor. So, in your life also, there is no one that honors you. I mean, who honors somebody like you? You don't honor anybody. Do you get it? You, don't, you have never sown honor. So this woman, she did something that Jesus considered a great honor. As a matter of fact, when she did this, there were people who were talking about it. Especially Judas. No, this, this is wastage. You know, how can you take one year's salary to buy perfume and then you break it and pour it on his feet? Hey! Jesus said, you see, I'm going to die. And what this woman has done for me, you have no idea what it means. So, Jesus greatly considered the woman's gesture as a great honor. And he said, anywhere this gospel is preached, anywhere, anywhere, when they talk about this, they will remember her. When they talk about this, they will remember her. Who can remember you? It's a question. Yeah. Why are you never honored? 
Why are you never honored? Why don't people honor you? The question is, why are you never honored? I'm not saying you have a center so you'll be honored. Who are you honoring such that you yourself, somebody will honor you? <laughs> Careful. Are you listening to me? Yeah. If you look into your life and there's nobody above you you honor, you're in problem. Yes. Like there's nobody above you. You are your alpha and your omega. Everything starts with you and ends with you. Like there's nobody above you that you honor, that you reverence. Careful. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm talking to those of you who say I don't fear anybody mm, you are the kind I'm talking to I only fear God yes I only fear God I don't fear man I only fear God I'm talking to those of you who are fearless <laughs> you are fearless yes you don't even honor your father Yes, you don't honor your father. I'm sorry for you, but one day your own children will walk and relate towards you in dishonor. You will be surprised how much pain you have sown and how much pain you will harvest from your own children. You continue dishonoring your father. You know, some of you here, your children are your rewards. Mm. Yes. The way you have dishonored everybody, God now gives you your own reward. Hmm. Careful. Hmm. Are you listening to me? Some of you, the only blessing is that your children are growing up in church. Otherwise, that's why is you listen if you keep your children away from church you keep them away from God's presence get ready for the monster they will become yeah those of you go to church without your pickings yeah those of you go to church without your children I am I'm, I'm just telling you that you are raising future monsters who don't know your God and there arose a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph if your children don't know God you have no idea what you are harboring in your house and the church was quiet I mean what, what do you think they will become away from God what would they become? Away from God. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. Yes. Meanwhile, the area, the area kingpin, you know, every area, there's a family with the baddest boy. 
your child is not coming to church to hear the word of God, but the area family with the baddest boy is the teacher of your child. Yes. One case that was reported, a young boy, a young boy in the hood taught another boy of nine year old how to sleep with another boy. Do you understand? Like the, I said every area, there's one house that has the Ogboro, the Oga. Do you understand? He leads the other boys out and comes in with them. Do you get it? In, in one case, this, I think he was 12 years or 13 years old, but he taught another nine-year-old how to sleep with another boy. Somebody is teaching your small child. Is the area, 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 area kimping. Oh yeah. The area gangster. Oh yeah. When you get home, your child just comes cool like he has finished his lesson for the day. Yeah. He's finished his lesson for the day. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. If who is influencing your children is not the Holy Spirit, is not teachings from the church, then get ready for what they become. Yeah, just get ready. And let me tell you, when you are young and your children are young, there's not much pain you feel as a parent towards certain behaviors. But the pain is multiplied when you are much older and you see your child has become so wild. And then because you're older, you can't do anything about it. That's when the pain, that pain can lead you to your grave. Yes. So when they are young, you understand? And they are, you are able to correct them. That's when there is hope for them. But now, once they, they grow past that, do you get it? There are some of you, before you could tell your father, ah, please don't talk to me like that. Some of you, the way you are calm now is only because of this church. This church has corrected some of you, your medulla oblongata. Yes. Otherwise, what your parents will be receiving from you now. Careful. True or not true? Yes. Some of you, you have come down. Yes, we haven't finished curing you, but at least you have come down. Yes. I went to the home of a very important person, a politician. You know, I think two months ago to solve a problem. What I saw, I said to myself, if I ever give birth to such a son, Kamiti will be my home. Yes. 
with all my powers, I couldn't solve that problem. Yes. <laughs> what, what met me? Careful. Take your children to church while there is hope. Yes. Before it's out of your hands. Are you listening to me? There is what we call the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit. Yes. The sweet influences of... That's what transforms characters. Yes. When that, you wonder why people leave church and they become wild. They leave church and because you have left the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit. Now nothing restrains you and nothing keeps you under subjection. As are those of you fighting. I want to rule my destiny. We look at you and we wonder, you don't even know what you're asking for. You know, some, when you're in the church, you feel like I'm missing out on life. I'm missing out. People who are out there, if they had their way, will find their way to God. And you who is with God, you're trying to find your way away from God. The whole thing is a paradox. You can't understand it. Yes. Some of you young sisters here who have not tasted pregnancy. I said, you have not tasted what? It's only because of church, not because of Postino 2. <laughs> true or not true? Yes. Those of you who became baby daddies at 18. It's because at that time, there was nowhere you had the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit over your life. The way Kohana loves children. How many do you think you would have had by now? Seven. He alone would have had seven. Three in Kisumu. Two in Pipeline. One in Umoja. When he leaves work, he, he has to... Do <laughs> he'll be doing visitation. Do you understand? But the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit controls him. Yeah. Any of you can give birth at any time you want. Yeah. Why are you not doing it? Yeah. There's something is telling you don't do that. Yes. Kohana, you'd have had ten by now. You'll be firing left and right. Firing left and right. <laughs> firing left and right. And when you finish, you tell them, take care of the babies, okay? Take care of the babies. Hey. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> true or not true? Yeah. <laughs> it's a sweet influences of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you find it in church. Amen. I'm teaching you that honor, all right, begets honor. I want to show you something. But it's for the ladies. But I'll show the 
strong uh, the, the young men also something in the same scripture Proverbs 11 verse 16 I said honor beget what let me use the occasion to teach the lady something a gracious woman retaineth what honor and strong men retain riches let me start with the brothers. I keep theirs short. Then I come to the sisters. Do you understand? Now all young men here, listen. If you are ever going to be rich, you must become a man of strength. You have to be strong. Very strong. The strongest of all. You have to become very strong. This your weakling nature. Your weakling nature. I have to sleep. I have to rest. My mind is full of issues. I am depressed. I'm going to off my phone. This your weakling nature will retain poverty in your life. If you're going to retain riches, you must become very strong. Or oh, I should just stay there. I should just stay there. Some brothers need some strength. I'm sorry to say that there are many sisters here who are stronger than some of you brothers. Look around you. Somebody's blocking the message. Somebody's blocking. Look around you. Somebody's blocking the message. Who is blocking the message? Who is that? Some of you brothers are very wimpy. It's like you were born into sugar. <laughs> you were dipped in honey. When you were born, you were dipped into honey. You are not strong at all. As for riches, you must become very strong. Yes. So soap men cannot become rich. So soap men cannot become rich. You must be very strong. Yes. Snowflakes. Brother snowflakes. You are easily discouraged. It takes two sisters to encourage you. Snowflakes brother. How can you be rich by being a snowflake? Strong men retain riches. Yes. Be strong. Be strong. Very strong. Yes. <laughs> Be very strong. Yes. Strong. Very strong. Yes. Oh yeah. Huh. 
what ladies are doing, you can't even do it. Hmm. You too, you want to be called a man. If you look around you, there are sisters who have money more than brothers. I said there are sisters who have money more than brothers. Listen, 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 listen. When sisters ask you for money, don't be fooled that they don't have money. Is that is wickedness? They are they are trying to perpetrate wickedness on you. Don't be fooled. They have money. Yes. But they find chopping your money more sweeter. Do you understand? It's not that they don't have money. They have money. Yes. But they want to collect your own. Don't, don't be fooled by that. Yes. But they have more. There are many wives that have money than their husbands. Yes. 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 One man was paying house rent. He paid house rent. He paid house rent for many years. One day when he went and checked, they were being evicted from the house. When he checked, his, the landlord was his wife. And the man collapsed. When he realized the house, he has been paying rent. Sometimes they say, oh, shinies are coming. It was the wife behind all. It was her house. The man just collapsed. Yes. <laughs> she wanted to teach the husband to be very strong very strong the strongest of all yes the man collapsed yeah you know when I talk about strength for brothers they don't like me to talk about it I know you don't want me to talk about it yes but I also know that your lack of strength is what has accounted for your deplorable condition. Yes. You can be so much more, but you are weak in mind. You're weak in mind. Yes. And, and it's like every time you need some soothing, you need to be soothed. You know, like you need to put your head on somebody's breast. You know, it's like you, you, you always need to be comforted. You are weak. You are weak. Yeah. You can't be a weakling and then make it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And listen, I'm not talking about strength for carrying a, a um, mjango blocks. That's not the kind of strength I'm talking about. Oh. That one can only help you to be good in bed. That's all. But I'm talking about the fortitude of a man. Do you understand? The fortitude that a man has to endure all things. To fight. Yes. 
to do something you started a small business you never gave up everybody discouraged you you never gave up you worked it until now it is bringing millions that strength that strength that capacity some of you because you can have sex for 30 minutes you think you are you are strong very strong if you had a credit card with no limit you wouldn't have to go even five minutes and she will love you now you don't have a, a debit card or a credit card that's why you have to go 40 minutes 40 minutes it's because you are not strong you are not very strong Listen, rich, rich, rich people don't have time for 30 minutes sex. Yes. Two minutes. Then he rose over. He said, honey, take my debit card. Tomorrow, go and shop. Okay? Very strong. <laughs> Ibra does not believe my message. Check, help me check if Ibra believes the message. You will be there sweating for 30 minutes because your debit card is not strong. <laughs> That's not the kind of strength I'm talking about. You understand? Yeah. Some of you brothers, once you meet one barrier, you give up. Yeah. Or you start something you can't finish it you don't have that strength yes then you start moping why me my life me alone i am suffering hey. be strong you know in my life it's like every good thing sees me and they pass there. That's a man talking. Why don't you run after the good thing and catch it by force? That's a strong man. If the good things are running away, run after them and catch them. Yes. Yeah. Nobody gave me, listen, nobody has in my entire life, nobody has given me anything. Anything I have attained, I got it. I, I, I have labored and I've, I became very strong. I came to this country when I was 28 years old. Yes. Very strong. Are you listening to me at all? No. Some of you, that's why you even have sisters you can't pronounce, uh, propose to. They're around you. You can't even propose to them. You can't, even, you can't talk. Because you yourself, you know you are not very strong. You can't find a sister and subdue her. It takes strength for a man to subdue a woman. You're not very strong. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. 
You see, if you see a man who rapes a woman, that's a weak man. Yes. Any man who rapes a woman is weak. Yes. You see, to subdue a woman is more work. You have to woo her. She has to be willing to give herself to you. He said, I can't do it. So you grab and take by force. That, that is a weak man. Yes. by force. That's a weak man. You're looking at a weak man. Yes. Okay, I should go to the other part. <laughs> I want the men in this church to become very strong. Very strong. Yes. For some strange reason, I don't like people who are weak of mind. Yes. Every day you have to give 25 reasons why you have not succeeded in doing the thing. Yeah. Some of you, when you talk now, nobody should even listen to you. We are tired. We understand? We are tired. Yes. Get up and overcome it. Yeah. Become very strong. Yes. If your wife doesn't find in you a strong man, she will cheat on you. One day you will die of broken heart because you are not strong. <laughs> you are not listening to. I said one day you will die of broken heart because you are not strong. Yes. And women admire strong men. Yes. And I'm not talking about being brutish or being malicious. I'm talking about natural strength that comes with the male. Yes. She knows that when I fall, there's a man to hold me up. You, when she falls, you and her will fall. <laughs> you, two of you will fall together. That's why she's fighting not to fall. Because when she falls, there's no strong man to carry her. <laughs> if I look at Emily... And she marries, if she marries a weak man, that man will be very miserable. Because she's a strong woman. Yes. If she marries a very weak guy, do you understand? He will never be happy. Yes. This one needs somebody to control her with strength. Yes. 
She needs a strong man. A very strong man. <laughs> Why is he? Why is he? <laughs> he? She needs a very strong man. Yes. When she stands in the presence of the man, she knows she's strong, but she knows that he is very strong. Yes. He's very strong. Yes. Do you understand the teaching? Yeah. So, strong men retain riches. Yeah. They retain riches. Yeah. They retain riches. Yeah. I see you becoming a man of strength. Mandela, I see you becoming a man of strength. Yeah. Yeah. Then the Bible says, a gracious woman retained honor. <laughs> now, you see that men are characterized with strength, but a woman is characterized with grace. I said, is it, I, I've just told the men to be strong. Right? But then a woman is characterized with graciousness. Now, what does it mean to be gracious? <laughs> gracious. Are you here or you've gone home? <laughs> gracious. Marked by kindness and courtesy. Gracious. You're already disqualified. A gracious woman is a woman who when you see her, you're seeing kindness. When you see her, you're seeing a woman with courtesy. Characterized by charm. Some of you sisters here, there is no charm about you. You look like gorillas that want to tear people apart. There is no charm about you. You look, you look like you want to break somebody's arm off there. There is no charm about you. I'm teaching. Charm. She has charm. Do you know what a charm is? She has charm. Once when you see her, you're like, wow. wow. You can't take your eyes off her charm. She has charm. Yes. <laughs> Characterized by charm. 
Oh, you want to know the charm? Good taste. Characterized by good taste. Some of you sisters don't have taste. I said some of you sisters, you don't have taste. When I see what you fall in love with, I can tell whether you have taste or don't have taste. <laughs> Characterized by good taste. I'm only reading the Bible. It says, a gracious woman uh-huh, retained what? Honor. Do you understand? And I'm just showing you what it means for a woman to be gracious. Characterized by generosity of spirit. A gracious woman is very generous. Some of you sisters think that every day you must collect money from your beloved. You are not generous. Yes. All these things I'm describing as a gracious woman. Sarah was one. Yes, she was a generous woman. Yes. She was generous. The husband could bring three people home and say fix for them food and Sarah will run she had generosity of spirit some of you ladies the way you treat your maids you eat finish and then the food you have put your hands in is what you give to your maid to eat you are, you are, you are more wicked than Jezebel you are yet making strong you too gracious be gracious. <laughs> Generosity of spirit. If you, you, you don't know who a woman who is not generous looks like. Yes. You are looking at Satan's right hand woman. Yes. Yes. She will count the meat in the soup every night before she goes to bed. And when she wakes up, she will count the meat again. And if somebody takes one meat, there will be a problem in the house. I counted my meat before I went to bed. Who came and took my meat from my soup? Oh, you don't know. You, you don't know. Let me shock you with another meaning of gracious. Marked by tact and delicacy. Like when you see her, she's not shouting. She's not shouting. She has tact. Do you understand? Tact. Like there's a way she can go about 
the situation, she doesn't have to shout. Some of you sisters, you think you were born to shout. And the more you shout, the more men are running away from you. But you are not developing tact. How to handle men with tact? <laughs> you are full of shoutings. and delicacy like the way she handles situations she handles them delicately yes it's like she's carrying eggs in a spoon and she doesn't want the egg to fall so she handles the situation delicately yes yeah. how many sisters around here can be described as tactful and delicate You, you look like if they put you and Anthony Joshua in a, 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 a ring, you will beat Anthony Joshua. Mercy. Look. Merciful. Merciful. Compassionate. She's what? Merciful and compassionate. Yes. Another meaning is pleasing. She's pleasing. Another meaning of graciousness is acceptable. This is the way you are gra gra. This is the way you are gra gra. You see, you are not gracious. That's why you are not being shown honor. Because if you will be honored as a woman, you must first demonstrate graciousness. Yes. When you are gra gra, a man will treat you gra gra. Like some of you, you operate as tomboys. So. Your husband doesn't like hug you. He will hold your hand and then you will squeeze it. Because your disposition, they understand, is to be gra gra. So he has to also show you. But if you're delicate, I'm talking to somebody. If you're delicate, if you are very gracious, then you draw out honor towards you. Listen, who do you think men open car doors for? Not your kind. They open car doors for delicate women. She'll walk. And then she'll sit. You, you are walking like this. So open your door. Open the door yourself. Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> the 
is nothing gracious about you. Listen to me. You see, like purity, she's not gracious. She's not gracious. Yes, she's not gracious. Yes. You, you know, as I'm teaching you, you know whether, you see, don't, don't, don't flatter yourself. Yeah, tell yourself the truth. Another meaning of graciousness is godly. Yeah, she's godly. Yes. She's godly. <laughs> yeah. So when you have all these attributes, suddenly you see that you're treated with honor. Yes. You, you get honor. Yeah. When, when you show up in any space, people just respond to you with honor. Yeah, because of your display of graciousness. You understand? Yes. Display of graciousness. Careful. Anyway. The last point before you go. Number seven. Those who honor will receive divine protection. Yeah, that's just, I'm not even going to teach it. I'm just giving you the point. Mark 14, 6. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She had wrought a good work on me. So you see Jesus defending this woman who honored her. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, when you honor somebody, they, they can use their life to defend you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. They'll use their life to defend you. Yeah. Just because of honor. Yeah. If you are a wife who honors your husband at home, you know, you don't insult your husband, the day anybody makes a mistake and slaps you, you have a man to defend you. Yes. But if you are abusive, do you see? And another man slaps you, he'll be thanking God. In fact, behind the scene, you go and meet the man and say, thank you. Say, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he'll go behind the scene. He may be going to give him money. Yes, he may be going to give him money. Like, pay him for disciplining you. Yes, then he'll come home and say, I'm so sorry. You know, some men are like that. Yeah, but he has gone and paid for your discipline. Careful. 
Yeah. When you honor, you see somebody will be defending you. Yes. Will be defending you. You understand? Otherwise, when they beat you, they'll just say, Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Rise up on your feet. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.